You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. When we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines including Nebo tools and flashlights sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I don't know about you, or maybe it is just me. But does it seem like there's just never enough money? Do you feel like you're just out there trying to make a living, but the pressure to take care of everything from health care to taxes, which is coming up, is just overwhelming? Does anybody feel like that? Well, I want to tell you that the pressure that you're feeling is so common that just about all of us can relate to it. In fact, speaking of taxes reminds me of a story about a businessman who's on his deathbed. He calls his best friend over and says, I want you to promise me that when I die, you will have my remains cremated. Okay, says his friend, what do you want me to do with your ashes? And the businessman says, just put them in an envelope and mail them to the IRS and write on the envelope, now you have everything. Well, it's true, too many of us are so used to living in this constant financial pressure cooker to the point where at times there's a feeling of hopelessness that we'll never know an easier time. Well, God knows I don't have the secret for working out all your financial issues this morning, but I do know that while God uses money to test us and to see how spiritually mature we are, He doesn't want us to be drowning financially, and he's given us several very useful bits of wisdom through his word to relieve this pressure and stabilize our finances. It's very simple. The first thing we need to do is understand what our real financial situation is. And to do that, we have to be willing to apply some math to it. We can't get it under control until we resolve our current status. The word says, know the state of your flocks and herds. Now, back then when they wrote this, everybody was a farmer or a rancher, okay? But I relate to this because we have two dogs that cost almost as much to raise as our kids did. That's our flock. Okay, but once we understand our current situation then the next thing we have to do is to plan our spending, and this is easier said than done. But you have to realize that because financial freedom is rarely based on income, but it's based on what we spend. If we have bad spending habits, then it doesn't matter how much we make. Proverbs says, plan carefully, but if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Now, to do this, we have to identify our spending weaknesses. Now, this is going to hit home because most of us 
have spending weaknesses, and those are the things that you really don't have to have, but you go ahead and buy them anyway. We just have to remember that old saying, the most important things in life are not things. My wife, God love her, she'll tell you that old impulse shopping is a weakness of hers. And I often accuse her of graduating from the University of Nordstrom's because of all the hours that she's logged in there. But until we put a number on what we spend and stick to it, we just won't make any progress. And the third thing that will do the most is to stabilize your finances, believe it or not, is to simply tithe. God said in the book of Malachi to test me in this and I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings that you need. You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. When we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. When we tithe, we make a powerful statement that's meaningful to God and meaningful to ourselves. Tithing makes a statement of gratitude for everything that God has given us. We make a statement of priority that God is first with our finances. And we make a statement of faith in His promise that He's going to take care of us. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we aren't practicing some stewardship. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we are, are not practicing some stewardship and some control over our finances. And as surely as I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself. I'm asking God to forgive me for some of the unwise and careless decisions that I've made in my life. And I'm asking Him to help me go forward using the wisdom of His Word. And I believe if we will just trust Him, then something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Tune in to learn how to have an abundant life focused on God and His purpose for you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Well, I want you to know I saw something very interesting this week because with everything going on in the world right now, I couldn't believe what was on the cover of Time magazine. Check this out. Can the car see this? It says there, does God want you to be rich? Now, you, you would think the cover this week could be something about the Israeli-Lebanon conflict or the latest de- developments in Iraq or even Katie Couric's new job. <laughs> but apparently, the thing the world wants to know more than anything is does God want you to be rich? Well... The first thing I think we need to understand about this, and this is usually the case with any national magazine, is that the motivation behind this story is 
more about selling magazines than it is about answering that question. And the, and the second thing we need to uh, get before we delve into this question is that the word rich is a relative term. Because no matter how you measure what makes someone rich, by global standards, virtually everyone in here today, by nature of having a roof over their head, a bed to sleep in, and food to eat, is considered rich. Okay, stay with me. So now back to this question, does God want you to be rich? The article in Time is about the growing movement of prosperity teaching from people like Joel Osteen or Creflo Dollar and others, and how the mainstream Protestant leadership refutes the teaching. And in the article, they share a survey that reveals that 61% of all Christians believe that God wants them to be prosperous. Well, it occurred to me, having read this, that I've spoken to you several times lately about having a prosperity mentality. And so when I read this, I realize that it's easy to take what I say and lump it in with all these guys who, who I believe take the prosperity message to an unhealthy extreme. And it's important that we take this subject more serious because it's easy to get off tracks get off the track where money is concerned. My, my old high school coach, he used to say when, whenever I'd get out of line, he'd say, Bollinger, you need to get your mind right. So I think that we need to get our minds right about this question. Does God want you to be rich? I believe that we, we have to first acknowledge that we don't know everything that God has on his mind. He has infinite wisdom and knowledge. And there's much mystery about God, yet unknown to us. But what we can do is look to his word to find out about the subject of riches. So here's what we do know. We know that Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And we know that the word says, And you shall remember the Lord thy God... For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. And we know that when we give, we tap into a God principle. As noted in Malachi, that I've quoted you many times, where it says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great you can't receive it all. And another one in Luke where it says, Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And we know that the book of Proverbs it invokes much wisdom on managing your life and your money in order to prosper. And we know that the psalmist said, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So we do have solid evidence that God is not against riches. And like an earthly father who knows he must teach his child to have discipline and to endure hardships in order to grow and to mature, he still gets pleasure when we succeed, and he enjoys seeing us reap the benefits of success. But, if we're to build our belief system about money on the, on the Word of God, then we also have to heed all the warnings about riches provided by the Word. And through the Word, we also know some things. We know that the love of money 
is the root of all kinds of evil. The word says that it says some people in the same scripture, some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And we know that no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one or he'll love the other. The word says you can't serve God and money. And we know that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And we know that the Lord said, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you see, just like we have support from the word that God is okay with our prosperity, we also have plenty of evidence that having riches brings with it some of the greatest challenges for a Christian to overcome. So where does that leave us with this question? Does God want you to be rich? Well, we know God doesn't condemn anyone for having riches because it can come from many sources like working hard or like working smart or even inheritance. But he does give grave warnings to those who seek after riches more than God and who trust in riches more than God. And his desire for us and his test for us is to set our hearts on things above and not on things of this earth. There's an old saying that he who has little and wants less is richer than he who has much and wants more. Does God want you to be rich? Yes. But not necessarily now. We do know he wants you to be rich in spirit, overflowing with joy in the hope of tomorrow with Jesus Christ. We know he wants you to have a heart filled with gratitude and expectations for an abundant life. An abundant life that may or may not include earthly riches. Because God would rather you be focused on him and his purpose for you than concerned about your financial status. Does God want you to be rich? Does God want you to be rich? Of course he does. He wants you to have everything. And that's why he's prepared a place for us that is so gloriously rich, we can't even comprehend it. Whatever we could accumulate in this world is not even an afterthought by comparison. As a child of God, saved by grace, we're all going to be rich. It's just a matter of time. You see, there's no shacks in heaven, but there are lots of mansions. Are you facing some giants in your life today? If so, stay right where you are to discover the best way to deal with them by trusting God with a positive attitude. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. 
So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Heard this joke the other day. How do you keep the Dallas Cowboys out of your front yard? Put in a goalpost. Okay, now, we don't like it when other people make fun of our football team, but it's okay if we do. All kidding aside, I want to encourage some of you today. Because the truth is, the Dallas Cowboys are not the only ones who are facing giants in their life today. Some of you are too. And that thing in your life that you would describe as a giant is that thing that makes you feel you can't win, that you can't overcome, that is just impossible to beat. It's a financial crisis. It's a family issue. It's an addiction. Or it's a sin in your life. But I want to tell you today that you can face your giant. You can overcome them. And I have the word of God here to help me help you to do it. And the first thing that we have to talk about when facing our giants is your attitude. You know, when asked a question, most people say that they have a positive attitude. But when trouble comes our way for most of us, it's just in our nature to develop a negative attitude about our problems. And that's exactly when it's the most important to have a positive attitude. You see, God is a positive God. The gospel of Jesus Christ means good news. The word says the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now you tell me, can it get any more positive than that? But as unnatural as it seems to be positive in the midst of our hardships, there's a lot of reasons for us to be positive anyway. And that's the best one. Because the good news of Jesus Christ trumps any and all of the other bad stuff in our life. Can you say amen to that? There's a great story in the Bible that reveals God's view on positive and negative attitudes. If you remember, God had promised the children of Israel he would give them a land of their own. And he instructed Moses to send 12 leaders to spy on the land and report back what they found. So they went out, and when they came back, Ten of the men gave a negative report. All they could talk about was the giants they saw over there. But two of the men, Caleb and Joshua, they only talked about how great the land was. Their report was a positive report. They said, let us go up and possess it. We are well able to conquer it. You know something? Caleb and Joshua saw the giants too. But because God promised that land to them, the giants didn't matter. In case you didn't know, the story did not end well for the negative thinkers. 
It also didn't end well for all those people they poisoned with their negativity. And it was because of their negative attitude, which God took personal as a lack of trust, they forfeited God's promise to them, and they all died in the desert. The ones with the positive attitude were the only ones to realize the promise of Canaan land. And the only conclusion that you can draw from this story is that not only does God not like negative attitudes, but he wants to be with people who think positive and trust him irregardless of the circumstances that they're in. You see, we know we're we're all going to face some giants in our life. The old saying is that trouble makes us one with every human being on earth. But it's our positive attitude and our trust in God that lets us face our giants and overcome them. Our attitude is the, one of the things that God gave us the power to control. And when we choose to be positive, even when we're facing giants in our life, that's when God will do something really special because he knows that it takes faith to be positive in those times. Whatever giants that you're facing today, the best way to deal with them is by trusting God and a positive attitude. Listen, God does not want us to ignore our problems. He doesn't want us to run from them. Quite the contrary. He just wants us to acknowledge that he is greater than our circumstances. The word says, he who lives in us is greater than he who is in the world. Say that with me. He is greater than he who is in the world. And just like he promised the Israelites, the land of Canaan, he's promised you and me victory in this life and the one to come. And that means that you can face the giant and you can defeat him in Jesus' name. And that's something you can be positive about today. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.